Welcome to the Smart Business Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Imoff Flores, and the Smart Business Podcast is the place for entrepreneurs to get an advanced mindset and skill set to build and grow a business that can scale in a big way. SMART is an acronym that stands for a scalable, mission-driven business that's automated with revenue streams all run by a team. And so if you would like to learn more about how to build a smart business or get coaching, consulting in this area or done for you services, go ahead and start by getting our free smart business formula guide at smartbusinessformula.com. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Smart Business Show. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Mayan Gordon. She is a serial entrepreneur and is very dynamic. She helps people in e-commerce brick and mortar, contractors, you name it. She's one of the most dynamic entrepreneurs I've met all year. Not to mention, she grew her TikTok following to over 2 million. She's going to be sharing some ideas on how to really, you know, get that type of attention and growth. And uh, what's also cool too, she has four dogs and she has an RV that she's about to take around the country. Maya, so glad to have you with us on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. It is uh, an exciting honor to be here talking with you today. Oh, awesome. Well, before we dive in, you've got to tell everyone about the RV story. I think it's absolutely adventurous and I think our uh, uh, listeners will appreciate it. Yeah. So for me and my husband and our four dogs, this is kind of a, a full circle event that's happening. So we started out when we built our first business, we were actually homeless living out of an RV. This was a 1978, 19 foot long class C. So a really small, really old RV. And even though that situation obviously was, was very challenging and difficult being homeless, um, it was also really fun getting to live in an RV. And it kind of got us hooked on the ability to travel anywhere, the freedom, just all of the, the different dynamic things that happen when you're living in in an RV. And so, you know, 10, 11 years later now, um, we're able to buy kind of like our dream motor home. We just sold our house and are going to be traveling around the country, making stops in over a hundred different cities, not only to explore and go on lots of adventures and eat lots of good food, but also to create content and spotlight other small businesses to help bring them more attention and exposure, especially you know, coming through COVID. It's been really challenging for a lot of brick and mortar businesses. And so we really want to support them, not only by you know drawing more attention to them, but also giving them some pieces of content they can use and really just trying to get them more connected with and involved in their communities. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love what you're doing. And uh, you know, you got to follow Maya and you know, her journey on Instagram as well. Um, we're going to put that in the description so that we can follow you as you do that. It's going to be super awesome. And you're, and you're in a much better RV this time, I would imagine. Yeah, it's, it's nice. It's got two slide outs and it's got all the bells and whistles and everything works in it. So we'll have heat and we'll have air conditioning and we've got, you know, a working shower and all, all of those good amenities. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I love how it comes full circle. Well, you know, you've been able to do something remarkable. You've been able to grow a following of millions and that's not easy to do. And, you know, one of the things that I love in our conversation is just kind of your mindset on how you think about growing your audience. And, you know, one of the things that you you really um, do really well, I think, is your research, um, because a lot of times most people just create content that they think would be um, maybe awesome or they create content that they see someone else do. Talk about your process for researching to kind of find what's working in your content category? What's your mindset for that? Yeah. So my mindset is that these 
platforms have evolved to such a point where they oftentimes know a lot more about what's going on than, than we do. And so if you can understand how to research any social media platform properly, you're going to have way better data as to you know, where people are, are wanting to watch or engage in content, but also it's a great way to just generate your own ideas. I think a lot of people get stuck at that, that idea phase um, and looking at what other people are doing that's actually working and, and then thinking about why is it working can be really useful in terms of you helping to understand what content is going to best serve you and best serve your audience based on the brand that you're trying to build. So I really think about, you know, content in the context of a brand because content by itself is all, all fun and good, but when it really is, you know, adding value to a brand and building on something, you have to be a little bit more strategic and thoughtful with it. So, you know, how is that done on TikTok? How is it done on, on lots of social media platforms is really by searching hashtags, right? Hashtags are a, a really valuable way that people have tagged their content. And so if you can understand a little bit of keyword research, um, like anything that you've learned around, you know, Google keyword research would apply really well at, uh, to TikTok, to Instagram videos and content. And then really looking at what's grabbing your attention in the video and trying to pay attention. And this is a, a challenging thing, but trying to pay attention to how your emotions change throughout watching of the content or reading of the content. Because that emotional journey that you get taken on even if it is only 10 or 15 seconds, is really important in terms of how the content's going to perform and how the algorithm's going to determine, you know, how many people see that content. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the your strategies is keyword research. Uh, you had mentioned. Explain that a little deeper. You know, if you wanted to create, you know, some content using keyword research, walk us through that process. Yeah. So it's really thinking about what are the different ways that someone might think about or refer to your content. So if I am in the food category and I'm thinking about, okay, what are other content creators going to be using to label their food videos? I can be really specific. I could think, okay, recipe video, that could be a hashtag. If I'm you know, trying to do research on specific ways that people are showcasing recipes, right? There's tons of different visual ways. Um, and if we're talking about TikTok specifically, it's all video content. So, you know, how are people taking the idea of a recipe and turning that into a video. You can, you know, hashtag search recipe, recipe videos. TikTok's even got one of those um, kind of auto suggestion uh, features where if you just type in recipe into the hashtag portion of it, of the search, it'll populate all of the hashtags that use the word recipe. So it'll give you kind of the keyword phrases would be the equivalent. Um, and then you can get, get different ideas on, oh, okay, man, this is an angle or this is a, you know, a, a way in which people are showcasing their, their recipe videos. Because if you just kind of, again, start from the, the mindset of, I want to create a video that showcases my recipes, there's a million directions, a million different ways that you could do that. And I think there's kind of two general buckets of what works on TikTok. There is doing something completely new that no one has ever seen before, in which case, the hashtag research might not be that helpful, but the other way is really piggybacking off of the success of others and thinking, okay, what has been proven to work? And then why is it working and being able to apply those concepts or that structure, that framework to your own videos? Mm, that's good. I love that. So within that, you know, you, you've really been able to tap into sources of attention as well, right? That's something you're also going to Talk about that idea of growing the account. So we have keyword research and then there's tapping into sources of attention. How have you leveraged that to grow your audience, you know, on TikTok? 
Yeah, I think anytime you can align your own content with something else, uh, whether it's a content category or a person that also is, you know, has a lot of people searching for that person or a lot of people recognize easily or has a lot of attention kind of tied to it in that moment, you're going to get more reach. So an example of that would be, uh, let's stick with kind of like recipe cooking videos. So instead of just doing a recipe and it's, uh, you know, for context, it's coming up on Christmas. So Christmas is a ginormous source of attention globally, right? There's, uh, you know, millions, hundreds of millions, if not billions of people right now thinking about Christmas all the time at all different, you know, points throughout the day. So instead of just doing a recipe where I'm making delicious cookies, I could do a recipe where I'm making delicious Christmas tree shaped cookies. And just that little nuance and differentiation is going to get you more reach because you're able to tap into. And again, the, the algorithm is advanced enough now to know, oh man, this is not just a video for people who like cookies. This is a video for people who like Christmas, whether or not they like cookies. And so there's a lot of overlap in terms of the audience and you get just way way further reach by being able to tap into these, you know, ginormous attention sources. So a couple examples of categories that those attention sources might fall into. One would for sure be holidays, especially the major ones like Christmas, Halloween, Valentine's Day, any of those really big ones that are commercialized. Um, and then the other would be people. So lots of different types of people have already built audiences, are famous because they were on a TV show, are you know, drawing attention for all sorts of various reasons. And you can incorporate this into your videos in a number of ways. The most obvious being um, you can do a collaboration where the other person is physically, literally in the video, but you can also do other things. And I've seen tons of creativity with this on, on TikTok where maybe you have a green screen video of the other person playing in your video and you're doing some type of commentary. Um, or there's a news headline of someone famous and you're using that as a green screen or you're pointing to that and talking about that news headline of a famous person. It is going to get you more reach because again, the algorithm knows, oh, um, you know, Matt Damon is in this video and whether the actual Matt Damon is in the video or whether it's just an article talking about Matt Damon, it knows this video is about Matt Damon, show it to Matt Damon fans. They're going to get a kick out of it even though you might not have any access to a Matt Damon or, or that type of celebrity, you can still kind of leverage the attention that, that focuses around people. And then again, you can apply that to all types of categories. So if whatever content category you're in, there's probably things in that category that really, really matter to people. So um, in the art industry, there's going to be different art events, right, that, that come around every year that people get really, really excited for. So you're trying to capitalize on the emotional tie that people have to these sources of attention. It's not just the attention itself. It's really the excitement we get, the frustration, all of the, you know, high level emotions that come along with those attention sources. Mm, that's awesome. And, and so, so with that, you know, you've been able to grow to 2 million, right? That's, that's, that's been a, a pretty big benchmark. When you were in the process of, of developing, well, what was a key boost in momentum that really has been able to drive a lot of your following personally? Talk to us a little bit about your TikTok journey, the emotions you experienced, as well as the strategies that you noticed helped you uh, jump in a big way. Yeah, absolutely. So a, a big part of my success, and I think this is true of 
any type of business of anything. I mean, love relationships, but it was good timing was definitely a factor. So I came into the platform at a time where it was still a lot of dancing and kind of lip syncing. There weren't a ton of other content categories outside of that. And maybe like some sketch comedy, I think was getting really big at the time too. Um, and so to come in and create an art account where art is very visual, right? Like there are some things that are better for videos than, than other things. Art is perfect for video content because it's got bright colors. It's, you know, moves in a very like mesmerizing way. Um, and so the art videos that I, I was posting were glass blowing videos. And the previous business that I had to what I'm currently doing was a, a glass blowing business. So that was just a very natural thing for me to go, oh, what kind of content am I going to post? glass blowing content that relates to my business. Um, and really it was a, a huge shocker. The first viral video I got was about two weeks onto, you know, creating account on the platform. And, you know, this is kind of a, a similar story to many people who, who blew up on TikTok, but I woke up one morning and there were, you know, 99 plus notifications on my phone for TikTok instead of the normal, maybe one or two or 10 notifications. So I I opened it up and you kind of have that curiosity feeling where you're like, oh, I wonder what's going on on this account that I just started. Um, and I open it up and it's got just like so many notifications going on, like thousands and thousands of notifications. And I go to the video and it's got more than a million views. And I'm like, what is going on? It's got thousands of comments on it. And so I start, I, I get really fascinated because I was like, what, what is going on? Why is this happening? I start reading the comments and they're very strange. They, a lot of them say similar things along the lines of Visco girls have entered the chat and SK, 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 SK. And I was like, I don't even understand what's happening right now. There's some type of conversation happening in the comments that I don't even understand. So I went to Google and I researched what's a Visco girl and got kind of vague descriptions about it's a girl who has, who really likes water bottles and wears a ponytail and, um, you know, has scrunchies. I was like, okay, I think this is a uh, younger than me thing. I didn't realize that I was already old, um, you know, 29 years old. Um, and it just became really fun. I think social media is a fun game that we all get to play. And it, you know, taps into a lot of the, the gaming features that get people, you know, involved in games. Like there's little endorphin hits, there's, you know, little things that we get rewarded with, like the likes and the views and these different mechanisms that make us feel like we're winning the game or at least having fun playing it. Um, and so that's what it became. I was like, so cool. Let me try and figure out why this happened. And so then with all of my next videos, they were created really with that intention of, okay, I have a guess as to maybe why this video went viral. This next video I'm, you know, creating to test out some of this theory that I'm coming up with. And through the course of posting, you know, more than a thousand videos in that year, I really started to figure out what elements had larger impact towards, you know, going viral and which elements maybe didn't matter as much. Um, and that didn't necessarily make it a whole lot easier, you know, to where I am now. Again, I think the timing was so good at that point where I was one of the first glass blowers posting content on the platform. And so naturally we all get really excited to see something new. So if, if you're listening to this right now and you have something new that people really haven't seen at, at scale before, you're going to have a natural advantage on a platform like TikTok because the platform is going to go, people respond really well to this video. They're really excited. They're engaging with it. And it's going to blast it out to, to tons and tons of people. Um, so I think, you know, the emotions were really just 
that it was, it was really fun and cool and weird, but I didn't think there was really a whole lot of real world value attached to it as I was kind of coming up uh, towards a million. Once I hit a million followers, I was like, okay, there's something here because when you have a million followers on any platform, that's valuable to someone, even if it wasn't necessarily valuable to me at the time. Um, so that's when I started thinking about it a little bit differently, but really up till then, it was just having a lot of fun posting content. You know, I'd get very excited when another video would go viral. And to me, I kind of gauged things on a below a million and above a million. And then there was another level that was above 10 million. So 10 million was like mega bonus level. Um, and you know, you just get different amounts of, of excited when you different things and when videos didn't hit it was just yeah. you know and, and for, those, for those that maybe who watching this who dream of being uh, uh having an account of influence right what did what opportunities began to fall in your lap because of that yeah so a lot of different opportunities from getting paid to consult brands and other people on how they could grow their their tiktok channels or how they could create you know strategy that would support whatever their business and brand goals were um, another was brand deals. So getting paid to create content to promote another business or brand and, and posting that. Um, and I would say also like access to a lot of people that I didn't have access to before. And that was probably the biggest opportunity out of all of them, more than the monetary opportunities was really an opportunity to learn from people who had, you know, 10, 20, 30 years more knowledge in whatever their field was than, than I had in that field. And so, you know, I talk with people around me and, and my husband who I, I talk with all the time and I've learned more. One of the things I, I, you know, come back to a lot is I've learned more in the past two years than I did in the past 10 years previous to that combined. And that really came through having these interesting conversations with people um, that I was able to get on, on Zoom calls or on a phone call because I had some type of knowledge that they thought was valuable. And so they were willing to give me their time. And we kind of had an exchange of value around knowledge and just information. Um, mm -hmm. So those are, those are a couple of the opportunities. I've also had different business opportunities come, come my way. So the potential to you know be a partner or a co-founder in different businesses where I got to really focus on the things that I was really good at, which is you know, understanding social media, understanding marketing and branding. Um, and, you know, I'm sure there's many, many more fun things to come. Oh, another good one is um, I started getting a lot of free stuff, which we definitely can't discount. <laughs> so. Everybody <laughs> loves the free stuff. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, yeah, absolutely. Well, my, it's been su such a pleasure having you on and to be able to learn your story that has changed your life. And I, what I love about your story is that other people can, who are listening, have the opportunity to do the same because it's not too late. You know, we're still at the beginning phases yeah. of an incredible movement. And, you know, you know, the, for those of you who are listening, you know, if I was in your shoes as a listener, I'd be thinking, what ways can I take Mayan's talk today and integrate it into my own strategy, whether it's, uh, you know, keyword, whether it's being able to tap into sources of attention, whether it's being able to, you know, get into the the emotions and the mindset of the content you're, uh, you know, witnessing go viral and adding that into your content, find something that might share with you and implement it. And for those of you who want to be able to get next level kind of mentorship from Mayan, um, send her a message on IG, send her a DM. She has an incredible 
um, you know, program called the Champion Empire, which is kind of like a hub of value, um, you know, and, you know, she has a lot of great content in there as well. So uh, we're going to add that in the description below. Maya, thank you so much for being on and for just sharing your story with us, sharing your wisdom with us. And congratulations to all the success that you've had so far and you're just getting started. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. And everyone listening, make sure that you subscribe, share this episode and leave a six star review. I know there's only five stars, but leave an extra star and we appreciate you and we'll see you in the next episode.